This is the Ned Group Investments Podcast, a space where you can learn more about our fund managers, the funds they manage, as well as getting up-to-date and important developments affecting the investment world and how they might be relevant to you. Our next presenter is Andrew Parsons from Resolution Capital, and he manages the Global Property Fund. Andrew will be speaking to us today on his view on Global REITs. Hello, Andrew. Take it away. Good morning to me and good morning, everyone. So discussing a world of high inflation pressure must seem passe to many of you in South Africa. I want to reinforce that in relative terms, the global REIT sector has the foundations to produce competitive risk-adjusted returns and that REITs have several features which mean they can act as a hedge against inflation. I also want to acknowledge that the investment management industry is convenient with its narrative. In the past 20 years of low growth and low inflation, REITs have been promoted as a yield play. Yet when I started in the financial industry in the mid-1980s, the environment was high interest rates, high inflation, and REITs and real estate were sold as a hedge in that environment. So the thing I want to stress upon you is to filter out the noise and focus on the fundamentals. So let's first take a look at historic performance to give you some context. Looking back over the past 25 years and measuring performance over rolling five-year periods, G-REITs have produced competitive total returns versus other major asset classes such as bonds and equities. It's worth noting that G-REITs have been underperforming global equities of late, and the last time this was most evident was back in the hype of the dot-com bubble in the late 1990s which was then followed by an extended period of G-REIT outperformance. Furthermore, I'd also highlight that typically G-REITs have not experienced significant negative total returns overall in five-year periods. The worst period was around the GFC, caused largely by excessive debt loads and a period of poor lending discipline. As we'll discuss later, this condition is not obviously evident today. Now, the other characteristic of GREITs versus other major asset classes is that their total return has been generated substantially or uh, from a higher proportion of income. And reliable income is vitally important for many investors, particularly for retirees. So having been conveniently described as a yield play and with evidence of mounting inflation pressures in major economies, Some market commentators are now querying the prospective performance of REITs if inflation pressures intensify and there is consequent pressure on interest rates. Yet there is long-term evidence to support the notion that real estate is capable of being an inflation hedge. Indeed, if we look at the past 25 years, we can see in the chart that REITs operating income outpaces inflation. The reasons for this include that many underlying tenant leases contain annual rent reviews linked to inflation or predetermined rent increases or escalators, typically between 1% and 4% per annum. Furthermore, increased building costs mean that developers typically require higher rents to justify new supply. Indeed, of late, building costs have been mounting at unprecedented levels. I would note labour shortages and supply chain bottlenecks are a common theme for REITs 
and from what we're hearing from their tenants. But crucially, for real estate to be an effective investment, we need to have solid underlying supply and demand conditions. And for REITs, we need the added feature of appropriate and disciplined capital management. If these preconditions are not evident, then any discussion of an inflation hedge is superfluous. In simple terms, the industry needs to exhibit grounds for exercising pricing power. Thankfully, today, the picture is supportive, albeit COVID has created an unusual set of circumstances. If we first address capital management, we can see in the chart on the right, debt levels or financial leverage is not elevated to an extreme level. There are other financial risk mitigating features such as long-term debt duration and appropriate dividend payout payout ratios, which mean that the REITs are in solid financial shape. Furthermore, real estate fundamentals are encouraging. Vacancy rates are moderate, if not low, and as the chart on the left suggests, new building supply is far from excessive. As noted earlier, the pace of new building supply continues to be constrained and comes with a higher cost. Meanwhile, conditions for strong tenant demand are manifested in global economic growth tracking at circa 5%. So in broad terms, the industry industry is in good shape. The key is to look for real estate attuned to the nature of today's economy. To us, it's evident that major drivers of the economy include digitisation, e-commerce and healthcare. Furthermore, Rapidly rising home prices are evidence of a chronic housing shortage. As a consequence, we are witnessing a medium to long-term thematic and investing in areas collectively termed beds, sheds and meds. But we're also seeing unexpected areas emerging stronger from the COVID experience. For example, certain areas of the much maligned retail sector are experiencing a newfound appreciation as a vital component for omnichannel retail. That is, online as well as in-store sale and delivery of goods and services. The importance of the store has been reinforced by the ongoing success of retailers such as Walmart and Target, and most exciting news recently that Amazon is looking to open mini department stores. This is leading to greater tenant demand for open-air strip shopping centres. So today, we have a portfolio which is attuned to the needs of expanding tenants. The beds, sheds and meds theme accounts for roughly two-thirds of the NED Resolution Capital GREIT portfolio. Furthermore, our retail exposure is focused on select REITs such as Kimco, which owns 550 strip shopping centres in the US, which increasingly serve as fulfilment centres for omnichannel retailers. I note we have limited exposure to commodity office buildings as well as enclosed malls, particularly in the US and UK. Put simply, these segments face challenging tenant demand dynamics and will require significant capital investment to remain competitive. So to conclude, REITs are capable of providing a hedge against inflation. And today there is mounting evidence of inflation pressure in major economies. As the chart on the right highlights, US residential REITs are enjoying robust pricing power, increasing rents at an unusually high, if not unprecedented level. 
Now, this is also a significant signal for inflation as residential rents are a constituent of US CPI calculations. But the market does seem to be taking the, broad, uh, the view that broader inflation pressures are temporary. However, the reality is understanding this dynamic and the enduring impacts of COVID and QE is beyond the scope of mere mortals, me included. So it's critical to separate a convenient narrative from the fundamentals. If real estate is heading for a period of excessive building supply and consequent foreign rents, or if the sector is lacking capital discipline, then any talk of an inflation hedge is academic. So I reiterate that it's our view that REITs can provide a hedge against inflation, but most importantly, today's current fundamentals for global REITs suggest the sector can provide competitive risk-adjusted returns within a diversified portfolio. Thank you very much. And now back to you too. Negroup Collective Investments is an authorised collective investment scheme manager in terms of the Collective Investment Schemes Control Act. Negroup Investments does not provide advice on financial products and will only give you factual information. For further details on our funds and to view our terms and conditions, please visit negroupinvestments.co.za.